Hi, friends. A quick announcement before today's episode. My best friend's journal is in consideration for the 15th annual Podcast Awards. If you would be so kind, please visit podcastawards.com, create an account, and nominate us in our two eligible categories, People's Choice and LGBTQ. You've got until July 31st, and it takes less than two minutes. We'll also link it in the show notes and our Instagram link tree. As always, we appreciate your support. And as Canadian Cher would say, Enjoy the episode, eh? (laughs) Stupid. Previously on My Best Friend's Journal. I got all the rage for all the fucking areas. <laughs> well, shit, I gotta get a fire extinguisher for you. <laughs> and you've loved Timothy Chalamet since Call Me By Your Name. Like, he will be your peach. If you don't know what he's talking about with the peach. You're like two years behind. Watch Call Me By Your Name. It's the same that I met Larry Kramer. Um, what? It was someone's funeral. <laughs> they would stick a cotton swab up your urethra. There's a there's a term for it in when it's done for sexual pleasure. It's called sounding. Sounding, that's it. <laughs> I think that straight guys are monsters. He was straight. He was dating one of my girlfriends and we fooled around. I called it the return of Mercury. When you turn 28, it's actually called Saturn's return. I was wrong with my planets. Oh, well, I don't think anyone's going to be able to forgive you. (laughs) Do your best. Okay, just try. Five years ago, he got a book to hold my private thoughts. And now we're going to take a peek, grab a drink or smoke some pot. Your private thoughts read aloud How does that make you feel? I don't remember what I wrote This shit might get too real Nothing here is sacred I'm haunted by my past It's called my best friend's journal Let's start this damn podcast Let's sing this name a little longer first It's someone's favorite podcast Cameron. Hey. Oh, good. So we're <laughs> so we're in a good place to record, huh? <laughs> mm-hmm. So happy to be here. So nice to see you. Welcome to my best friend's journal. I'm Cam and I'm full of joy and joie de vivre. Wow. Nobody believes you. I'm Mike. And um, <laughs> let's just start by saying uh, we, you know, we're feeling salty this morning because individually <laughs> we are dealing with a couple of America's most broken systems. For me, that's the health um I guess we can't really do we even have a health system. It's so fucked. Anyway, that mess. Mm-hmm. Government health care. Yeah. And for Cam, it's uh, the fraudulent tax system that lets people like Jeff Bezos not pay taxes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, he pays taxes, right? But Amazon doesn't. Yeah. And I bet his tax liability is offset through a hundred different corporations that he owns. And he has like the best people to make sure that he pays almost nothing. Jeff Bezos is fucking the most evil person in the world. I haven't completely quit Amazon, but I've been trying to wean myself off of it. And it's I hard. just have to, I have to at some point just pull the plug because that man is exactly what's wrong with this country i am on fire today and not in a good way i'm not fired up about anything good i'm fired up about the fact that i just got off the phone with our accountant and we did our taxes it's july because tax day got pushed as everyone knows and i think that our accountant was pretty much uh avoiding our phone calls until the very last minute because he knew we were going to be shitty um without getting into too many specifics turns out our tax withholding was a little bit off this year we owe a bunch of money 
Uh, it's really, really pissing me off. And all I can think about is the, all these rich motherfuckers, the like 1% and the 1% of the 1%, these people that pay almost no taxes every year and how easy it is for the rich to stay rich in this country because they have people that they can pay to set up all the companies that they need to, to, to filter their wealth through every little bit of the system. And then everyone else that's just trying to do well for themselves ends up getting fucked in the ass with no lube. <laughs> No lube. <laughs> Every time they try to file taxes, spit? not even any spit. Dry. Uh, dry. Dry. Yikes. Fucked in the ass by Uncle Sam. And I am not oh happy about it. I heard his cock is ugly, honestly. Oh, my God. Oh, it's gnarly. It is a gnarly, sandy, dry-ass dick. And I <laughs> am just so shitty kitty about it. And uh, I'm yeah. I, I'm trying to... to uh, rally for this here podcast, and you know, a, a little bit of fire it didn't ever, didn't kill anyone. Um, uh, that's but... I, that is not that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> a little fire never killed anybody. Wait, a little fire um... has killed a lot of people. <laughs> oh. This kind, the proverbial fire. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. So anyway, that's that's the energy that I'm bringing to the table today. Tell me what's going on with our developing nation level healthcare system. Oh, I'm not going to get into it. I'm just being charged an unreasonable amount for the simplest of services. Okay. Well, tell those people they can suck a bag of fucking moldy dicks. Moldy. Even. Um. Okay. These th- these are related issues too. Just one last bit of this rant. What do we get for all these taxes that we pay? We get the worst healthcare. For anyone that is paying for government subsidized healthcare, it is the worst healthcare in the developed world. We get. What the the most expensive military by like double anyone else's military like the the uh, you know the obscene amount by far the most expensive military in the world so we can start wars all over the place and fight fights that aren't ours we pay for we subsidize police forces that want to uh, tear gas peaceful protesters every fucking weekend we pay for the salary and healthcare for senators and congresspeople healthcare by the way which they get until their dying day as does their family and it's the best healthcare money can buy can I stop I, you real quick please do we are preaching to the choir. Anybody listening to this is probably pretty darn progressive and knows these things. So I'm going to I'm going to do right, a left turn right. because I don't want to stress these people out. Okay. We're going to let our salt be our salt for now and just bring a little joy, I hope. Um I'm a fucking salt lick. Mm, I'll lick your salt, baby. Who uh <laughs> <laughs> Okay. All right. How do you feel about like a like a, a sweaty body that you like you like taste it and it's salty. Is that nice to you? Or? So hot. Yeah. So hot. It, yeah. I mean, I'm only tasting a body I want to taste. And like, uh, I like people just to like get a sense of who they are. <laughs> unless, unless that person like has a, an aroma that I don't appreciate. But then again, I'm probably not going to lick them. But like, uh, like what is hotter <laughs> than someone that gets so sweaty during sex and you just like taste the sweat on their skin? That is so intimate. It's gorgeous. Mm. Uh, I will give you one quick caveat though to sweaty hotness. Um, I, this was in college and I remember, I mean, remember it clear as day, I had sex with this guy in college and he was the sweatiest guy I have ever been with. And he, I'm just going to say it, he was on top, like riding me and he was like working so hard to get off Oof, and he good for him. was just like, like to get off your dick. He was stuck. <laughs> yeah, he was stuck. <laughs> we were, we, we were docked like a space station. Um, <laughs> No, he he was working so hard to get himself off as I was in him, and he was just like, like on top and looking down on me, and sweat was just dripping off his face 
onto mine and i was like oh god no 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 no!" and then i would like move and we were in my bed and he like dripped onto my pillow and i was like oh my god this is so it's just far too much i just i like as my favorite peloton instructor likes to say that glazed donut look like that's fine but if it's like dripping on me and like getting into my eyes that i cannot handle it's like a glaze not a flood is what i'd prefer for sexy sweat you on my page? You're giving me a blank stare. No, no, no. I'm, I'm on your page. I hear you. The sweat is good in moderation. I just, you gave me so many things to work with. I'm like, do I make a gross joke about a glazed donut, about flooding a basement, <laughs> or do I just point out the obvious that I rarely um. participate in exercise or sex, so I don't <laughs> have to think about sweat all that much. Um, okay. So, America's broken tax system has let us down today, but um, other than that, how are you doing? Um, I was having a really good day before the whole tax debacle. Um, it was, or, so we are... In Des Moines, um, it is hot and fucking humid. It feels like it's very much like back to my youth of living in Indiana during the summer. It is like 100% humidity and 90 degrees. Um, but uh, despite that, uh, I'm really enjoying it here. Every time that we are home in Des Moines, I say I call home because it's Peter's home and this is where all our family is. Um, every time that we are here it's always hectic. Um, it's either the holidays or it was our wedding or it's a quick, like, you know, we're here for a long weekend in the summer. Um, and we have all the, uh, we want to see all the people that we know and love. And so we're just like running around, like every meal is planned. Peter is very social. And so he's like pulling me around. Like he's made plans weeks in advance for every single meal when we're here. I do love to plan a meal, but I don't love to be on like a very rigid schedule, you know? Yeah, it's like, well, we have breakfast with this person because they're in town. Then we have lunch with this person. Then we're going to go to do happy hour with the family. And then we have uh, this like, you know, this dinner. And it's always lovely to be here, but it is um, even better to be here when there when we know we're going to be here for a while and so there's not this like crazy urgency and it's so relaxed i mean i get to like the last two days um my in-laws have stopped by for a glass of wine in the afternoon just to hang out for like an hour and we can sit around and there's not this you know feeling of this is the only time we see each other for six months there's something very nice about being able to see people on a chill schedule when you're like okay we have two days we have to get it all in and it's just stressful and can take away from the joy of getting to see the people you know yeah i'm also living my midwest like fantasy because we've got this cute little rental house there's a big basement with a gym down there so i like worked out in the gym um i am gonna mow the lawn later i'm like hold on it sounds like you need your butch theme under this I drove out to help my brother-in-law uh, like load a treadmill into the truck uh, the or earlier today, and I was like, this just feels like it's nice. It's very family. Like, hey, I need an extra set of hands. Would you mind meeting me out here? I'm like, I never get the opportunity to do that. Oh, that's kind of nice. I love it. I'm so excited. Like, it's all just kind of um, – it's like forced normalcy uh, among a bunch of abnormal things, and I'm, I'm into it. It feels very familiar. Well, that part's lovely, but I should tell you that when you talk to me about like – working out and and yard work i get that same feeling like when you're talking to me about tools instead of a hammer i used a hatchet instead of a wrench i used needle nose pliers um instead of the right drill bit i used the wrong drill (laughs) bit and and, and, if you name one more tool i'm gonna scream (laughs) so you just mentioned a basement and i just got off the phone with my one of my dearest friends were you flooding yours my basement is constantly flooded um i it's ginger men's right i'm i'm sure it's it's a black woman <laughs> phrase co-opted by drag queens co-opted by game yeah probably <laughs> flood my basement um 
I, I got it from Ginger Minge because, you know, that's how the appropriation filtration works. Um, appropriation filtration. Sounds like a uh, like a Disney song from like a Mary Poppins. A, a woke Mary Poppins. A-P-P-R-O-P-R-I-A-T-I-O-N F-I-L-T-R-A-T-I-O-N <laughs> that's, not, that's not enough syllables. <laughs> Oh no, that was so anticlimactic. That yeah. reminds me of uh, in Will and Grace when Jack goes, "Ooh, Grace and Leo sitting in a tree." K I S I N G. Wait, <laughs> <laughs> it was like that. I think I spelled it right. Check the tapes. Anyway, I um. So speaking, flooding basement, basement. You said basement, 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 basement. Back to basements. Um. Oh, hey, it's not a Christina Aguilera album. <laughs> basement, basement, basement. <laughs> Back to basements. It's back to basics. I hate you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, come on. I was on the phone with my friend who I've mentioned on this podcast before, and she is doing me the huge favor of uh, receiving my (laughs) packages. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I really avoided saying receiving my load. She's a married lady. She's got enough loads in her life, Uh, but I am sending her a few more. So I... (laughs) Cam has finished the process of designing my apartment, which is thrilling, and now we have a whole big list of things to buy. The problem is I'm moving into an apartment building, and I'm not there to collect them. And So the easiest solution is a friend nearby, so she has volunteered for me to send stuff to her basement. But it's a lot of shit, and I do feel um, really bad for, like, putting a full apartment in her basement and truly I truly love that you are quote unquote sending it to her basement. I think you're just sending it to her house, right? <laughs> no, it's like Harry Potter letters. Like <laughs> I was just thinking of that <laughs> under the stairs, number four, privet drive. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Right in that second address line. Other than loading up your friend's basement. Wink, wink. What are you, how have you been doing? What's up? What's new? What's news? What's up? What's new? News. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I went to a protest yesterday, which was uh, really great. It was led by a bunch of high school or recent high school graduates, um, all young black women. It was really powerful to see, like, to see youth leading things that like the, the passion is very different and it's palpable and it was really nice. Great. Um, Good. I will say there was one atrocious moment. Uh, we... We all took a knee in the middle of an intersection, and one of the women leading the protest was reading out the names of 98 black and brown children murdered by police. Yes, that is children, some of them as young as six years old. Um, Jesus Christ. So she read out all 98 names, and uh, while that happened, some fucking asshole in his car, it was a white man, of course it was, just of course. Um, uh, yeah, LOL. Uh start talking his horn and screaming out the car window. He's like, what are you doing? Why are you holding up the traffic? What's happening here? As she's reading the names of the murdered kids. And we let it, he just kept screaming while she finished. Then we got up and I was like, bitch, you are brave. We are a crowd of people already pissed. And you're going to, you're going to try this shit. And like, we could flip your Uh fucking car right now. We did. not everyone just started giving the finger and was like, fuck you. Do you know what this is? And like everyone had, you know, white silence is violence signs and that we were Uh like this is you you are this yeah Uh it was really upsetting that he interrupted that moment but also i was like i hope he feels the fear and i hope this power um resonates throughout the country in the same way yeah Um, absolutely that's that's great that's a powerful moment made more powerful by like the just like blatant and brazen display of loud ignorance that is you know such a huge part of the problem um, yeah. So anyway, it was a it was a great protest. Other than that, it was uh, just a bunch of really good speakers and a really good energy. Um, that night, yesterday night, uh, 
me and Michaela and Kick and her sisters went out uh, to, there's this nearby restaurant that's completely outside right now. And we've been quarantining for my sisters for a bunch of reasons, but we were able to hang out there. Oh, nice. Yeah, it was great. They had uh, like chairs distanced around huge fire pits. And I think it led me to my gayest moment of the week. I'm not positive. I guess I'll describe it to you and you can let me know. There's dicks involved. So like, I feel like anything dick adjacent is kind of gay, but it's straight sure. dicks. And well, it is because you are gay and you are thirsty for dicks. So anything that has to do with dicks not for these fucking dicks but let's just roll the theme and i'll tell you all about it gay 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 so we recently talked about whether or not people should talk at a urinal i'm on team no fucking way and you're on team i guess if you're friends it's okay you know i know that this is now three episodes we've talked about me talking to strangers at urinals and um i just want to add one quick clarification on top of the clarification i made last episode um (laughs) i said no to strangers talking to me at a urinal the one caveat i will say to that is at a gay bar or like a club um i feel like i've been hit on by many gay men at a urinal in a club because it's kind of like the quietest place in the bar. Um, it's crowded. Everyone's in there. The fact that your dick's out may or may not have something to do with it, uh, but you're like standing shoulder to shoulder with someone. Usually there's a it's mirror. It's probably got a lot to do with it, yeah. A lot of the time there's a mirror like right in front of your faces so you can make eye contact with someone. And like I feel like chats happen there a lot um i bet those all lead to really nice loving long relationships yeah, um, long <laughs> loving relationships well uh, they definitely don't lead to like hooking up in the bathroom they don't no no like in a, in a crowded club bathroom there's nothing grosser not for but you maybe but... dancing on the dance floor i've definitely like met someone either in line for the bathroom or at a urinal and then dance with them on the dance floor sure go for it i made out with a guy at the diviest dive straight bar in Williamsburg, Virginia, when we were there. This yeah, bar, but that place was that place was so gay friendly because half the people there were gay performers. It's true. It was also fucking filthy. I don't know why we. It's just you, you know you find a a hot boy and you find a stall. You do what you got to do. Ooh, um, yikes! Those stalls were gnarly, dude. Even worse after we were done with them. Um, <laughs> Is that where? Did you guys hook up? Okay, no. So back to the stalls. Here we are. So I'm peeing at a urinal. A straight boy comes up and pees next to me at, at the only other urinal. His friend is with him and goes into one of the stalls. They're talking the whole time while they're peeing. And I immediately am thinking about our conversation. I was like, guys, I like, save it. I'm a stranger here. Please, we don't, whatever. I didn't say anything, but it's just what's happening in my head. Then the guy in the stall goes, I can see your foot. I could pee on it if I want to. <laughs> and in fact, then decided to pee on his foot. He, uh-huh. no no <laughs> oh no that's awful <laughs> so he moves his stream and then his friend is like laughing he's like dude stop it stop it he's like i can do it too so then his friend turns right and starts peeing on the stall on like the wall and like in the crack to like get oh, it on his friend's foot oh my god no they're laughing and having a great fucking time and i was like Ugh. i'm like a foot away this is this is unacceptable behavior by yourselves <laughs> Can, someone's got to clean that up, obviously. That is, we ha- are in the middle so of a pandemic. Shocked at the idea of just peeing on the floor in a public bathroom. Intentionally trying to get each other, like, like fucking children. Okay, so this is all happening, and I was like, I need to just wrap it up and get the fuck out of here. I do, and the guys then exit after me, and neither of them wash their fucking oh. hands. That's all. Oh, my God. We are so lucky to have a space that is going above and beyond safety compliance, like literally moving heaven and earth. Not literally, because that's not something that can be literal, <laughs> but they are moving heaven and earth to make it accessible in our in our COVID world. And they did a really good job. There was a lot like I felt safer at this place than I have anywhere. And these fucking assholes are doing this shit. It's just so it is beyond me. That is 
bonkers crazy that they would pee on the floor with someone else in the bathroom and then not wash their hands. So they're they got dick fingers and piss legs. Can you believe that? That is so foul. Okay, really so gross. You should have reported them to the FBI. <laughs> yeah, our FBI is really fucking useful. Um, <laughs> Call the cops on them. You know what? I've got something to say about the systems in this country and our broken <laughs> FBI. Shut up. Broken. <laughs> so that was my gayest moment. Um, but it wasn't like that gay i don't know there were dicks involved and take it or leave it i feel like it was a gay uh water sports party that you accidentally got invited to so yeah it's super gay it was tough um my friend what was your gayest moment um my gayest moment has been an ongoing gayest moment um i downloaded so weeks and weeks ago maybe months at this point we were talking about call me by your name the book uh back when i think it was the beginning of quarantine when we were starting uh education and you were talking about your favorite gay books i've only ever seen the movie loved the movie but had never read the book. And so I downloaded the audiobook because I saw that there are two versions. There's one that has like a three and a half star rating uh, because the narration's not great. And then there's one with like almost a solid five star rating because it is narrated by Army Hammer, who mm-hmm. has the sexiest fucking voice. And plays the love interest in the film. Yes, he, he also plays Oliver in the film. Um, And so it's like very evocative because you can he's so sexy in that movie and I can just picture him um so anyway walking around driving around des moines listening to army hammer read call me by your name is a very gay very sexy experience his voice telling like reading these words like there's one scene where he's talking about like eating the cum out of a peach oh my uh, god and there's one like like blowing his load on elio's chest and all this kind of stuff i'm like oh my god army hammer like married to a woman and saying this in such like a just a, a sexy sultry way i'm like i cannot handle this right now yeah do you this feel a little also like, like the um, third episode in a row where i've talked about my attraction to straight men it's not usually my jam but like i right now it is apparently your pearl jam um i <laughs> was just gonna say i feel like it's I loved that movie. Honestly, fucking Timothy Chalamet can can play the dictionary. Literally, just sit there as a book, and I'd be happy to watch it. Um, <laughs> but it's unfortunate that it is two straight men playing these like unapologetically sexual characters. Either way, we can put that aside and just enjoy that this man is reading sweet, sweet nothings to you into your ear. But do you feel it's um? Do you feel it is uh like? too intimate to be listening to in public are you like people know like they can see that i'm horny (laughs) i haven't been listening to it like i don't usually listen to audiobooks like in public but just like uh doing stuff around the house or like in the car um it is it it would make me uncomfortable if i was walking around target listening to some of those scenes for sure be like jesus christ this is like too much too much to handle also i think it is worth noting that i'm i'm with you i don't think that minority characters be that gay or people of color uh should be played by people that are not a member a member of that minority um i don't have the same problem with the reverse like absolutely like i don't care if a gay person plays straight because they like that's it's not the same thing i know it feels kind of like a double or it it might sound like a double standard but it's not it's not a double standard because one one side has been oppressed and one is not yeah um so I, but I do feel as though like the army hammer character. Cause I mean, spoiler alert, he ends up with a woman and like, I feel like he's like, oh, a bisexual, right. he's bisexual. As you say that though, I'm realizing the characters in the book, that's like kind of some of the joy of it anyway, is that they're both so fluid sexually where you don't normally that's see true. that. In they men. both sleep with women. And yeah, I think one of the biggest problems that we have in uh film when it comes to those things it, it, it is, um, 
cis people playing trans people. Um, That's a mess. That can't happen. Only very recently did we start to tell trans stories on such like a large scale and like major motion pictures. Um, I I loved Trans America like with Felicity Huffman. It taught me a lot about uh, what it means to be a trans person. But looking back on that, that was an inappropriate casting. Loved the Danish girl with Eddie Redmayne, but a cis straight dude playing a trans character is really problematic. And I didn't even think about it at the time. I was so not in tune with how appropriate that was. I just thought it was a beautiful movie. Um, and now like looking back on it, I'm like, Jesus Christ, that is, that's a huge issue. Yeah. There's already so few trans stories being told compared to cis stories and to squander an opportunity like the Danish girl on a cis dude is just a shame. Yeah. Someone made a point on uh, social media recently that, um, as well that I had never thought about, um, but they actually showed a picture of Eddie Redmayne in the Danish girl and said, um, Casting trans women to be played by cis straight male actors is one of the reasons or only adds to the violence against trans women because it only adds to this idea that it's something that men could be mm-hmm. and something to be feared by straight men. It's and very J.K. Rowling. The, yeah, and all of the all of the um, violence against trans women, which is so prevalent, um, as we've said a number of times, trans women of color, the most uh, hate-crimed group in America, in our culture, a lot of the time when fear when when straight white men are um are afraid of something they react to that something with violence that goes back to what you were saying about casting not being a double standard like it doesn't hurt anyone for a trans person to play a cis role but a cis person playing a trans role is oppressive for the reason you just explained all that to say call me by your name read by army hammer it's a very delightfully sexy experience and also the writing of that book is gorgeous it's like it's it's just a beautifully written masterpiece of a book. Um, it's, it's, it is stunning. It is one of the few books that you read, or in this case, listen to where you're like, this qualifies as literature. I, there's a only, only rarely do I read modern quote unquote literature that I'm like, I, I want to use that word for it. It is, mm-hmm. it's highbrow. Um, it's, it's really nice. It's also, I think pretty, um, impressive to tell a sensual, sexy story about queer people that does not become just like, porny you know what i mean no it's anti-porny there's some things that are so fucking weird you've actually mentioned on the podcast the before poop but scene? Like, the, the poop scene is weird i'm not even going to describe it uh also there's a vomit scene that's weird it's not a sexy vomit scene it's but it's like just so intimate um, they show intimacy in a different way than we are trained to understand yeah um i really recommend the book uh after you already really recommended the book so everyone we recommend that book mm, so good cool well um there's another book that's not quite as highbrow but uh we should probably Give it a little read. Give it a finger. Give it a little finger. Finger finger through it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm going to get the journal. So, we are in February. Jesus, February always feels long for only being four months, even in your journal. It's only four Uh, months? February. (laughs) Four weeks. February is the longest (laughs) four months of any year. That's what it feels like. Shut up. Um, February 26th of 2015. Where are we? What are we doing? What's happening? Oh, God. We're still on this fucking ship. It's almost over, I swear. I, I get off the ship, I think, in the middle of April. So we've got like a month and a half left of it. It's kind of funny that there aren't the same... There's not the same cast of characters there was in your first ship. Your first ship was rife with drama and it characters was. and best friendships and everything else. Um, I said from the beginning that... These were all just like fun, chill people, and that doesn't always lead for great stories, but it was lovely while I was there. Good. Um, I'm not getting like a lovely read of um, of this based on your journal because I guess because you're giving me the highlights and lowlights, but um, 
I do enjoy that, or I do love the fact that your memory of this whole thing was generally like, yeah, it was, it was a lovely cast and I had a great time because most of what I'm reading is I'm sick of this shit. I want to go home. Well, I always get sick of it. It's fucking long, man. It's these contracts are seven months on a ship. It's a pretty long commitment. Yeah, truly is. Um, that's over half a year. Yeah. And just three months longer than February. <laughs> All right. So the 26th of February, you're at sea. Awkward meet the stars. Man, these never go well. You said happy to do until we meet again. Oh, yeah. So until we meet again was the other. It was the song. Remember forever ago when I went. Uh-huh. All the trouble you had to face was to see uh, to do all there was to do. That was the original goodbye song that we replaced with a shitty version of Imagine. I mean, they're both Which shitty. Is, doesn't make any sense as a goodbye song. They're both like terrible choices, but one sounded better. The one with the bad lyrics like sounded fine. So I'd rather do that. And it was shorter okay. and easier. Great. It was a minute, and imagine it's a minute and a half, and that was 30 seconds of my life I never got back. <laughs> I hope you I hope you did great things with that 30 seconds that you had. On February 27th, you're back in America's Droopy Dick of Florida. You have a, ver- a, burger, a burger at Green Bar. I'm assuming that's a vegan burger at Green Bar. Did I write um, a burger? No, you didn't. I just said it because I was thinking it. Mm. Um, grocery shop and bought an iPad. Oh, hello. Oh, refurbished hey. for 270 bucks. Oh, yeah, I don't have it anymore. It didn't last long. Okay. <laughs> Actually, oh my God, wait. I So I couldn't, after a while, it bit the bullet. Damn it, every time it's so hard. After a while, <laughs> bit the dust it bit the dust, bit the bullet. Kicked, the, yeah. kicked the bucket. Kicked the bucket, yeah. yeah. Woo! Um, it did not bite the bucket, that's for sure. It did not bite the bucket. After a while, it just stopped working. It had its time. It was refurbished. It was okay. I was getting rid of it. Um, I kept it around forever because I just have... I don't know, a weird emotional attachment to broken electronics, I suppose. I couldn't throw it away. Um, and then when I was moving from New York City to California, I finally was like, ah, this doesn't work. I brought it into an Apple store. They were like, this does not work. I was like, great. Confirmed. Throw it away. I throw it away, and our superintendent of our gigantic building in New York found it, comes up to our apartment, somehow knew it was us. Oh, somehow, because we also were like gutting our apartment and leaving couches in the hallway. Like, it was very obvious it was us. Um, <laughs> he brings it up, and he's like, hey, can you give me the passcode to this and i was like oh it doesn't work he was like no no it's on i have it and i was like what the fuck man he had turned it on um (laughs) he fixed it claimed it as his own and then required the passcode from you yeah and at this at this point we're moving out the next day he is tolerating quite a lot of bullshit that we are putting this building through and i've thrown it out so what am i gonna do say thank you for fix it and take it back so i like (laughs) that's um, actually pretty funny yeah i was like you know what good for you i guess his daughter was a uh like a computer whiz one of those whizzes you know <laughs> uh-huh, i do papa i love um, it when you're so old i know <laughs> um so i gave him the passcode well i didn't give it to him i was i like went in cleared it changed the passcode uh-huh. and i was like here you go get got all your <laughs> like, dick, pics out dick pics <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah we know if there's anything with the camera it's full of dicks in your house i just did the same thing i gave an old phone to one of michaela's sisters who cracked hers and um it was like taking a while to restart or whatever to clear and she's like oh i can just do it up at my place and i was like no no i'm gonna sit here and make sure i watch this clear (laughs) no 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 i got it (laughs) selling your beautiful high quality dick pics to the tabloids um (laughs) i I only take them in portrait mode (laughs) (laughs) love a nice soft background um you are into this day you're looking up flights for japan for under a thousand dollars exclamation point and then had a hard time smuggling tofu on. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it comes in a plastic container. I <laughs> just imagine you like, like water. Yeah. 
honestly like yeah. tofu is so innocent but it would have been easier to just like smuggle pot than a fucking brick of tofu i don't understand the the priorities oh of these cruise ship security people fair enough well speaking of weed really quick um you know how i texted you last night to ask if i should take a shower and then get high or get high and then take a shower because you're my weed guy <laughs> i'm not like um, saying your weed guy implies dealer which like i'm happy to be but i'm just not um no you're my weed expert my resident weed expert i didn't respond for two hours and i was like oh god i hope he gets this in time i was like absolutely smoke first smoke first the shower is great high um well i did yay. i i never I never smoke pot. I, I, I will have edibles occasionally, but I don't really like to smoke. But last night, for some reason, um, we have all this weed right now because uh, Peter went crazy at the dispensary in Colorado where weed was so much cheaper than in California. Um, and he he ended up buying like five pre-rolls because they had a special. That's enough weed for two days. I know. <laughs> That's enough weed for like four years for me. Um, and I went on the back porch and I lit this motherfucker up and I had like four good hits. I was like, I'm just going to wait and see what that does. Um, if I smoke smoke until i feel high then i'm way too high like that is just not a good idea so i need to smoke a little bit wait and see how it hits this shit hit hard i swear colorado weed is stronger than california weed i it, it took nothing and i was like super high and the reason i found out i was high, or the reason i realized i was high is i smoked and then i was like just getting ready for or for the evening i hadn't showered all day so i got in the shower and before i knew it it had been like 20 minutes and i was just letting the water run over my head <laughs> nothing and like better steaming up the bathroom and just like uh, letting my imagination run i was like oh okay yeah i'm, I'm fucking stoned right now <laughs> because my mind was just like playing out scenes it was like watching tv in my own head it was so weird but great there is nothing better than putting on music i can just get down with getting high as fuck and getting in the shower just like hot water running down my back steam everywhere i haven't done it in forever because California and I can't use water like that but um one day soon I look forward to taking the world's longest shower which is not responsible but we'll deal with that another day you know um, most cities don't use their water supply you're not living you're not going to a place that has any kind of water shortage so you don't have to feel bad about it hmm. there's a good uh Netflix explained on the water crisis that I should revisit anyway I'm super glad you took a high shower there is nothing better and I recommend it for everyone uh yeah okay it was great and, and thank you for a beautiful evening even though your advice came way too late but i made the right choice side note it's also um just hygienically better i would rather shower off the smoke that's like stuck in my hair and stuff and like yeah fingers. that's true and, and like well i don't have any hair to get smoke stuck in so fuck off um but i also <laughs> like stuck it's in your pubes so muggy yeah oh yeah yeah i was i was smoking with my butthole <laughs> that's how you do it right honestly teenagers put alcohol in their butthole like it's probably similar <laughs> who Teenagers are always putting alcohol in their butts. Oh, I heard Tina. <laughs> yeah, Tina too. Tina loves to put alcohol in her butt. I, I heard Tina just put alcohol in her butt hole. I was like, who is Tina and why is she butt chugging? <laughs> oh, Tina, my alcoholic butt chugging friend. Uh, Tina. Anyway, Tina is uh, gay slang for meth. Oh, I didn't know that. Hashtag education. If anyone asks if you want Tina or if you're into Tina or something like that on any of the gay apps, it is a that's a meth thing. So T is also like just the letter T that's uh, that's slang for meth. So if anyone has like a profile on a hookup app and they have a lot of like capital T's, that's code for let's like party with a capital T in it. That's get together and do meth. That is ugh, bonkers. JVN was doing a interview on NPR a few weeks back and he was like meth came up and he just was like, you know what? I recommend trying a lot of things. Don't try meth. No one needs to try meth. Don't do it. There's no there's nothing good about trying meth. And like, yeah, I hundred percent. Actually, I guess I'm. I would. I'm not very adventurous as far as drugs go. I would love to do mushrooms, and I smoke a lot of weed, but that's pretty much all I need. I'm not that curious about other drugs. 
Yeah, I mean, weed and mushrooms both are like they come from nature. They feel like pretty approachable. Right, it's um, chill. You're, yeah, it's it's pretty chill. You can um, sit around, and have a good time. Do with whatever it. you want. Just don't do meth. Don't do don't do meth. Don't, don't do, do crack, heroin. Don't do heroin. Yeah, these are three that no one needs to try. For many people, they are instantly addictive, and it can fucking ruin your life straight away. And if you're gonna drop acid, don't do it all the time, or else you turn into a crazy person. Yeah, that makes sense. Really, really fries your brain. Um, okay, so on February 28th, conditioning and day off, watched Mockingjay with the twos. Coop. Uh, did I tell you that I read the new Hunger Games book? There's a new one? Yeah, she did a prequel, and it is one of the worst books I've ever read. It was so disappointing. I was ready to get back into that world for the first bit. I was like, this could, they, she could pull this out. It could be interesting. It was so not interesting. She did an entire prequel based on President Snow's youth and how he rose to power. I'm oh, like, you okay. did tell me this. I was so disinterested. I didn't care a, a, a lick about anything that happened to that book. It was bad. I'm thoroughly uninterested. It reminds me of uh, that book I was reading at the beginning of quarantine with my little book club. And I was like, no one should ever read this. Sometimes, like, I hate a really bad book. I know. And sometimes I don't respect myself enough to put it down and say this is not a good book i'm not gonna read it i like i'm so stubborn about shit that i see that or i start something i'm like i'm gonna see this through to the bitter end maybe it'll be great if you're halfway through a book and you hate it there's really no reason to force yourself to finish it because it's you're never gonna be like that was the best book ever or so worth my time even if you hated 50 percent of it you know what my fourth grade teacher taught me that lesson early and i really appreciate that shout out mrs brits um <laughs> If your fourth grade teacher is listening to this podcast, I will eat my computer. She's actually one of my best friend's moms. So, like, oh. who knows? It, it, <laughs> You're going to say, one of my best friends. <laughs> She's actually one of my best friends. We've been hanging out ever since. She gave me that great advice, and I was like, yes, you're my lady. Let's hang. Um, As a 10-year-old. Yeah. No, she just said, like, she's like, if you're reading a book, and a couple, and one of two things happen. Either you get one, like, chapter or section in, and you don't understand, like, 10% of the words, put it down. Because we were fourth graders. She's like, if there's a lot of the uh-huh. words you don't get, just stop. It's not your level yet. And the other one was like, if you are if you gave it a good try and you read a bit of it and you don't like it, just stop. You're not going to like everything. And I was like, thank you. That's not always what you tell kids. You tell kids to stick it out and to read a lot of books. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it's she did a good service to her fourth grade class by saying, like, you're not going to like every book. And that is totally fine. Yeah, totally. All right. Shall we? We shall. Hey, this year, you remembered to cross out February 29th. Well done. Good for me. Growing. So we're on to March 1st. You had one good show, one bad show, drama between singers and dancers. I'm sad and tired here. Ugh. Cool. <laughs> End of all these contracts, we just push gentle fast forward. <laughs> and then it's like it's like when you're listening to something, you know, like when you're listening to like an audiobook or something or a lecture and you put it on 1.25 speed mm-hmm. and you gently up it to 1.5 speed and then <laughs> very quickly you're listening to it on double speed. Do you do that? Because... I um, do when I'm just trying to get through something. Uh, the only thing I do that for is this fucking podcast when I'm looking for things for the previously <laughs> on. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh, March 2nd, Buddha Bar all day. You love Buddha Bar. I do. Um, St. Thomas again. Uh, switched jury duty. By the way, my jury duty in California, completely. I got completely off the hook. It was supposed to happen in May when everything was on lockdown and no one was going to jury duty. And I never heard a damn thing about it. So see ya. Oh my god, nice. That is awesome. I ended up kicking that uh, summons down the road for a while while I was on cruise ships and then got to skip it altogether. Michaela had to do it once. Um, she had a murder trial and I think she actually really enjoyed that. I, I think that it would make me feel good. I once uh, So I got called up in um, when I lived in Chicago 
to serve. And I had posted something on social media about how I really didn't want to. And one of my best friend's sisters uh, is a, a lawyer. And she's like a very, like, probably going to save the world kind of lawyer. Um, she clerked for like two federal judges. She's a very impressive woman. Um, and she just commented very thoughtfully back. And she was like, here are all the reasons why being on a jury isn't awful. And it really is an integral part of our justice system. And we need people like, like, forward-thinking, educated, open-minded people to sit on these juries, and it could be a really meaningful experience. And I would just encourage you not to not to discount it just because it seems like a like a, like an awful responsibility or an obligation. But I ended up being cripplingly hungover, and my number never came up. So all I had to do was sit in a high-rise downtown Chicago for like half a day. When it came time to lunch for lunch, I never got called, and I just walked out of there. So it was kind of miserable, but I didn't sit on a jury. Oh, all right. Um. Anyway. You switched jury duty. You got an audition. Sad you can't be um, JD and Heather's. <laughs> and the I, musical. Yeah, and now I can never be because I am too old. God, I've watched some, <laughs> so many parts I like just fly by. Uh, um, on March 3rd, felt good today. Didn't get off in St. Kitts. Slept till 1 p.m. Lord Yikes. Easy to do when you live in a cave. So, casting director offered you two jobs. You were thinking about accepting one of them as a backup. As a backup? Backup to what? I don't have a first plan. <laughs> uh, the job that you would rather have that you don't have yet, I think. Well, you know what they say. A bird in the hand is worth something about a bush. Um, a bird in hand's worth two in the bush. Sweet Jesus! <laughs> <laughs> this has been Sloppy Idioms with Mike Wessels. Uh, March 4th. Did AbFab plus a crew show? Didn't get off. Man, you're not getting off the show, or you're not getting off the ship ever. Um, didn't get off in Dominica. Feeling sad. Jesus Christ. Yo, yo. Napped all day, but had fun in shows. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, then you you talked it out with Vegas lady. Oh, thank so. God to talk it out. Why am I so sad? This is like the third entry where I'm like sad. Honestly, I I just have waves. I I go through. I go through times when I'm just like unexplainably sad, and I think that's life. It is, or maybe it's a little bit of depression, unexplicably sad. I mean, just, oh, I mean, everyone has highs and lows. They do. There's a few of these days in a row. I think it like when it's when it's for a few days, it's probably a little more depressiony. But like, I don't know. That's pretty understandable when you don't have a window and you have no control over the food you're eating. Like, there's a lot of factors here. Of course, you're not the master of your own life in those moments. You're literally on a boat where someone's dictating where you're going and how you're living. So I would I think that there would be highs and lows for sure. Um, on the 5th of March, you accepted one of the ships, but just in case you don't get another job. But Caribbean prison again? Question mark, question mark. It'll depress me. Oh, here we are. <laughs> Yeah, man, look at your life right now. <laughs> Read the just the past few days of your journal. Just yeah. just the very recent past. Caribbean, okay, I need to make an adjustment though because I so often equate cruise ships with prison and like that's just not fair. <laughs> there it's not it's not the same, but you know, limited freedom is one thing, but to call it prison is uh, tough, I think. <laughs> yeah, fair enough, especially with all we know about prison and how much we're talking about it these days. Yeah. <laughs> um on the 6th of March, Invitation to Dance, live music and crew bar was so great. Sang a bunch of songs with the band. Oh, that was fun. Um, yeah, they just like brought it. was We were singing for pleasure instead of for our work. It was nice. Yeah. <laughs> what, a, what a fucking break. Um, so on March 8th, you did Meet the Stars, One Farewell Show, Cleaned Up, Red, DC's Handover, Rock Climbing, and Walked Track. 
Um, I mean, I don't know. It just sounds like normal bullshit day on a cruise ship. But also, rock climbing is fun. There's a rock climbing wall, and I used to do that a lot. I have never gone to a climbing gym. I desperately want to do like real rock climbing and learn how. So I'm like climbing gym is high on my priority list of things to try. So there's plenty of climbing gyms where I live now. And last year I, I like had a trial membership at one and it is so much harder than the rock wall on the ship. On the ship you're like on a apparatus on a, a rope, basically a safety thing and they can guide you up in a real uh-huh. rock climbing gym. It's all about grips and footholds and that kind of shit and it and is picking your line and all that shit it is actually quite hard and i had a very false sense of confidence about how good i was at rock climbing <laughs> uh i want to try it so bad we should do it together it would be fun it is fun yeah let's do it okay on march 9th it is oh, fuck you're in the dick again um what fort lauderdale <laughs> oh <laughs> i was like read that one i'm in a dick i explained <laughs> yeah you're sounding um oh fuck. no have we talked about sounding on here before? Yeah, it's when someone shoves a rod up a penis. Oh, really, truly, truly do not love the term shoving. Um, maybe like gently places, slips in. Working through. Yeah, I, and there's like a process. You don't just like, you know, shove mm. a huge steel pole mm, up your mm, dick. Mm, mm, <laughs> mm, 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 mm. Honestly, now my dick is inside my body like a turtle head. I cannot even think <laughs> about this anymore. It's so foul. Little turtle head. <laughs> turtle, oh my God. turtle. Um, so you're back in the dick. Breakfast at Tiffany's. And I said, what about breakfast at Tiffany's? She said, I think I remember the film. And as I recall, I think we we both gonna gonna like it. it. And I said, well, that's one thing we got. (laughs) (laughs) Why do we know those lyrics like that is I don't I couldn't tell you who wrote the song, but those lyrics are ingrained forevermore. Forevermore. Evermore. Sorry. Uh, the um, Raven. Anyone? Yes, po? I know no? Poe, okay. lady. <laughs> Blank stare on the iPad, bitch. You know, a few of those. Where am I today? Uh, oh, you okay. You updated the iPad. Bought a flight to Japan for July! Exclamation point. Oh, yay. That's exciting. It's fun. Oh. There's some stories. Oh, my God. I was in Japan in July one time, and it was the most humid day of my life i went on a hike and i sweated through clothes so bad i was supposed to or i had to get on a flight that evening i had to buy a new outfit in the airport just to be have different clothes on on the plane it was so sweaty last episode you had to buy a new outfit because you're always buying new outfits (laughs) always (laughs) yes twice in my life (laughs) constantly um found out the twos got a new ship for australia and asia frowny face it's actually the same ship we're currently on Oh, just a new contract. Returning to the same exact ship at a different itinerary, and it was going through um, really, really great ports, and I was super jealous, so let's see what happens after. That's sad. Um, Super bummed. I want to go, and then, oh, dear, then you watch Normal Heart with two of the girls. You know what I say? When you are feeling down, (laughs) stick in the Normal Heart, give it a good watch, perk you right up. It's one of those feel-goods, you know? Stick it in as if it has ever been released on DVD or VHS. (laughs) Came out in 2014. But you knew what I meant, didn't you? Uh, I absolutely did. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So talk about straight guys playing gay. Mark Ruffalo in a great, great role, but that should have been a gay man playing Larry Kramer. Quick note there. Mark Ruffalo didn't actually play Larry Kramer. He played Ned Weeks, a character based on Larry Kramer. Speaking of Larry Kramer, we should say that at one of our... In one of our episodes that we didn't release for several reasons, like last month or a couple months or whatever, whenever it was, um, we talked about Larry Kramer passing away, and he was 
I would like to bring that back up because it's a shame that that um, conversation didn't make it. But really, the point is, he is like the epitome of a gay icon, and we owe him so much. Yes, absolutely. Um, and a little bit of quick education for anyone. Uh, it took people like Larry Kramer to get the AIDS crisis in any kind of headline or funding or anything like that. Uh, the Reagan administration, uh, I feel like a lot of straight people don't know what the, the sins of the Reagan administration did to the gay community for over a year after AIDS was a full blown crisis. Over a hundred thousand people died of, uh, of AIDS. By the way, remember a couple months ago when we had 100,000 COVID deaths and it was the hugest New York Times headline, uh, when over 100,000 people had died of AIDS in the 80s, it was like on page 14 under the fold uh, in the New York Times. So like it was getting no attention. The Reagan administration would not say the word AIDS. They wouldn't talk about what it was. And it therefore uh, research was set back by years and people died by the thousands because they just neglected it because it disproportionately affected gay men um so shocking larry kramer amazing mark ruffalo straight dude playing a gay role probably shouldn't have been doing it however he was insanely good julia roberts as the uh one of the foremost physicians that actually agreed to treat aids patients when it was uh terrifying to do so because they knew nothing about it it's a great movie watch it watch it watch it i can't say that strongly enough i should have spoke up when i saw him at christine baranski's funeral no wait i got that wrong um when- <laughs> When I, uh, the funeral where Christine Baranski stole things and I saw Larry Kramer and I gawked at him and quivered. Yeah. For more information, check out episode one of this here podcast. <laughs> um, that movie is so fucking depressing though. And so on a day where you're already really sad, uh, that is a tough choice that you made. I know. I have a real problem with like leaning into emotions like that. Like I, it's, that's not what you should do. Like if you're on a high, ride that high. But if you are feeling low as fuck, like sometimes you want to feel it, but it looks like all the time. I'm like, feel it, feel it, feel it. No, fucking run into some joy. <laughs> you said that to me recently that it was the, that you made a really good decision one day not to lean into a bad mood and you came out of it really quickly. It was like the, so much easier when you're like, I don't have to sit here. I can, I don't have to wallow in this. I can yeah, just go do something, get productive. Yeah. Find, yeah. find something to distract me. And obviously it's not always like so easy to escape like that, but you can certainly make choices to not watch tragic movies one more thing about the normal heart is that um when i the one and only time i watched that movie was with peter we had just started dating um so it would have been early 2014 and (laughs) we were sitting on the couch in his little apartment his little one-bedroom apartment in chicago and it was one of those situations where you accidentally do something that's incredibly intimate with someone that you haven't been dating that long because we were both like, like you don't cry in front of someone that you're casually dating. <laughs> like, no, you try not to snot running down our faces, boohoo crying. I was like, wow, this is going to either bring us closer together or push us far apart. It um, wouldn't push you apart. It's definitely going to make you bond. So, you know what? We started this episode, uh, on a, a, a low talking about taxes. We've gone, uphill and come crashing down the other side to talk about aids so um probably enough for today what do you think oh i think that's plenty (laughs) um (laughs) okay so uh do we hear from any listeners this week mike yeah we've got a message here from alistair on instagram Hey boys, just wanted to reach out and say thanks for the excellent entertainment and education over the last few weeks as I caught up to date on your podcast. Also, butt pancake can never be unseen. <laughs> I think he means unheard, but yeah, we get it. Um, it's, it's evocative enough to see it in your mind's eye. That's true. And what do we know? Maybe he saw a hump. Um, oh, perhaps, yes. 
I was lucky. Oh, I was lucky enough to go to a live screening of Hump ah. uh, in Vancouver last year. <laughs> Glad to know that you're screening these messages before you read them on the podcast. <laughs> That's okay. I can edit it later. Um, <laughs> it was really incredibly surreal sitting in a movie theater with friends watching enlarged porn while snacking on popcorn. Yeah, it's, it's an experience. <laughs> Bet you put your um, popcorn loved, down for that video. I've loved hearing both of your stories and I've found Cam's experiences with religion particularly relatable. Hmm. I finally came out to myself and the world at large only a couple of years ago at 28. Return of Saturn. Saturn's yeah. return. You know what? I've actually um, heard a lot of people come out at 28 or make new discoveries about themselves at 28. And it goes back to what you were saying about, you said Saturn's return, not Mercury's return. Right. It's a big fucking year for most people. It's a big transition year. Um, came out at 28 after a long process of coming to terms with no longer believing in God. And it's been bloody amazing. Well, sometimes I wonder what life would have been like had I come out earlier. I also genuinely like who I am, and that's a product of all that I've gone through. So no regrets. Shrug. But also, Christianity is a cult, period. <laughs> um, it was also fun to listen through the episodes leading up to the current shitstorm that humanity finds itself in. Your blissful ignorance of what was coming gave me fond memories of happier times. Oh, I miss those dumb days um <laughs> that's how i feel about anything before november of 2016 it's like life is so simple why didn't why did we take it for such granted i know watching you know what is very interesting about this show i like called broad city check it out um <laughs> it is I'm gonna throw myself out this window okay please don't do that it um i'm on the first floor i'll be okay <laughs> <laughs> oh, we just <laughs> I'm literally escaping. It would just be dramatic. Um, <laughs> Broad City uh, filmed like three seasons, I think, before 2016, and a couple seasons after. And it is like so interesting to watch a show before and after, and how the whole conversation changes. Like it is, yeah, a different world. Everyone's political all of a sudden. Finally, still going on with Alistair here. Sydney is an amazing city. I've lived there. I've lived here for most of the last 13 years and loved it. Okay, so he's from Australia. Oh, hey, uh, hey, or, let's be friends. not from, but yeah, there now. <laughs> yeah, be friends. Cameron needs friends. Hopefully borders will open sooner rather than later and you can make it over here. Oh, he's talking to you. I'm looking forward to continuing the journey with you now that I'm up to date. Thanks again for the laughs. Thank you for this lovely message. Uh, yeah, nice to hear from you. Love hearing from people in Australia. I love that there are, even if I don't know you personally, that there are friendly faces in that city. Uh, it, it honestly means a lot to me to, to know there are people who uh, are encouraging me to come and are, are enjoying their lives there because I know nothing of it, really. Not yet, my friend. Not yet. Um... The next one we have is a first for my best friend's journal. It's from Facebook. I nearly never, ever check this Facebook, so I forget that you can contact us there. Uh, Mike literally just logged onto our Facebook to get this message and told me we had 40 inbox messages. I about had a heart attack. Sorry, <laughs> everyone. <laughs> I'll try. I need a... F- Where is our intern? Put Messenger uh, on your phone. No, I don't... Uh, oh, you don't God. even have Facebook. All right, fine. Hire an intern then. We're not... We're not good at Facebook. I'm so sorry. We'll try and get better. This is from Jeff from Facebook. He just says, Everyone's so excited that SpongeBob is gay. I think Nickelodeon was just confirming he is a part of the LGBTQIA plus community. The A in LGBTQIA plus does represent asexual after all, but on a fun note, the science teacher breaks it all down for you too. He left a link to a video of a biologist explaining that the, the writer of the show has a history with marine biology and includes a lot of jokes accordingly. And one of them might be the fact that the sponge is asexual. Um, oh, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Um, I guess they neither confirmed nor denied that he was gay, but just like showed him in a pride gear or something. Th- they did say he's the member. He's a member of the LGBTQIA community. That was like their official statement. Um, uh, and like, it's pretty funny, but people were started people started sharing all these screenshots of like episodes where he's ended up like dressed in drag and shit. Like he's just very, (laughs) he's just silly. And, uh, he's also a 
cartoon. So a cartoon sponge. <laughs> anyway, we're happy to have him in our community, whatever role that takes. And uh, Jeff's right. He probably is asexual. So cool. That's um, truly funny. It goes deep. This shit has layers. That's all for today. Perfect. All right. If people want to find more of this, they can find us on social media at MBFJ podcast. If you want to get a response, probably should reach out on Instagram, uh, not Facebook, <laughs> unless you want to wait until another year for us to check that inbox. Um, you can email us at my best friends journal at gmail.com. That's also a great way to get in touch. You can find our website and our merch store at mybestfriendsjournal.com and please be sure to rate review and hit the subscribe button on itunes so you get our fresh episodes every week on thursday as the kids say smash that subscribe button do they say i think they said on like youtube right oh they do is that is that youtube specific i think so because it's like right there and they can point to it Oh, I get it. Okay, that's okay. Smash it. Smash it. Yeah, smash your phone. Honestly, yeah. people listening probably already have. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> uh, all right, that's fine. It's done. Mike, until next week, always remember, when Uncle Sam fucks you, he doesn't use lube. Motherfucker, just getting jerked off left and right by Donald and Lindsey Graham okay, and their I big old circle jerk of rich old I'm white sorry, men. Just this tax system is so broken, the rich get again. richer, the poor stay poor, middle class doesn't exist. This. I'm going to just fade you out, fading you down. down. <laughs>